right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And standing by to join us is Edward Fulhoun, author of Ordinary Goodness. Good morning, Edward. Good morning, Janine. I really enjoyed your book, Ordinary Goodness, a Surprisingly Effortless Path to Creating a Life of Meaning and Beauty. Thank you very much. What inspired you to write this book? I wrote the book for people, ordinary people, just like you and me, I guess, who want to have some confidence that there is something in the world, despite all of the challenges and turbulence, that they can count on. And I call that something goodness. It's the something that connects us to each other and inspires us to make it through in life. What's really wonderful about this is you talk about how the ordinary things in life can cause extraordinary life experiences. Do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. I think when we start to develop the habit of paying attention to the ordinary things, uh, like a sunset or like the taste of our food or like when a neighbor helps us out, we then develop a, a, a sense that it's present for us in a way that we can turn to when we need help. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to be the most extraordinary sunset that we turn to or a, a huge act of kindness. It's the really simple things when we connect with each other, for example, that really have the power to carry us through a day. You know, I uh, one of the things I find in myself, I think because I grew up in New York City, is I have no problem helping a total stranger, whether it's an older person, a young child, and it's just something in me. And I feel, in reading your book, I was thinking, you know, if more people had more compassion and empathy, it would be great. I mean, you know, I've been in a situation where a mom comes running into a store and says, I've locked my baby in the car. Somebody help me. And you'd be amazed how many people just stand there like deer in the headlights. Right. And then when people respond to that call to help like you do, the feeling restores us. It fills up our tanks. And the difference between responding and not responding is huge. I think we become more empty when we don't respond empathetically and compassionately, and we fill ourselves up when we do. And that instinct you described in yourself to help is what I call ordinary goodness. It's... That's what uh, grabbed me to this book, because I have always found myself in these situations where I'm helping total strangers. I don't know, Edward. I, it's just something since I was little, you know, it's, it's magical. It's something to celebrate. I, I think it's something wonderful. And, you know, when we help each other, the, not only does it fill up our own tanks, but it inspires other people to do more. It has a ripple effect when we help each other. And when we, and when we help each other for no reward, that's a particular kind of goodness, altruism. We don't do it because we have to. We don't do it because it's a, a, a religious idea. We do it because, well, we can't explain why we do it. Right. We do it because we, I guess we feel like we ought to. I was in a situation driving uh, from Syracuse to Connecticut. I was in college, and I remember seeing all these articles of clothing strewn across the highway, and there was a truck that had stopped, and what happened was a young guy fell asleep at the wheel. His car flipped. All his stuff came out of his car, and it was on the side of the road. So I pulled over and ran to him, and he was trying to get out of the car and I pulled him out of the car. Somebody else was an off-duty paramedic. We all were helping him and, you know, we didn't know who he was. Right. 
And sometimes, uh, you know, I've seen uh, experiments, social experiments on television where they've um, staged a person lying on the side of the road and oh, yeah. uh, recorded how many people do not stop. And, and that's something I think it can change in our society, especially if we are really good role models for the young people in our lives and yeah. we do take the time to stop and help people that we don't know. I think that that's really important rather than just moving past. I think the fast pace of our lives today uh, kind of sanitizes life so that we don't notice people who are in trouble. And I think it takes an effort of will to begin noticing where we can help. Right. Were there things that you discovered in yourself as you were writing this book? Oh, absolutely. I discovered that um, there was a dissonance between what I said I value and how I actually showed up, and that had to be cleaned up. Like, for example, I said I value kindness, but there were so many examples in my life of where I was falling short of actually being kind. So writing about kindness and goodness and empathy and compassion really it had the effect of turning the light on in my life and seeing, well, it's good enough to talk and write about it, but am I actually living it out? Right. And that's the real work. Yeah, you really have to walk the talk. That's right. Yeah. I noticed in uh, one of your chapters you talked about how you discovered you were rude and condescending. <laughs> yes, it was. Isn't that something to discover? Yeah. And, you know, I realized it was from my family. We, were, we used sarcasm as a sport, and so I didn't know any better. And... Um, until somebody pointed it out to me. And they pointed it out to me when I was busy talking about kindness and goodness. And so that was shocking to me to realize that there was such a difference between the way I presented myself in the world and how I thought I was presenting myself. Now, the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out. So I yeah. love to hear stories about how people went through ups and downs and how you found your way out. And do you have a story you'd like to share? Oh my gosh, there are so many stories to share about how goodness can help uh, remove the funk. And uh, mm -hmm. by the way, I love that expression. Thank you. And, and you know, more than the stories, uh, the practices that I gathered as a result, like from random acts of kindness, doing good things for strangers in restaurants, paying their bill, or um, like you say, stopping to help people. These are the things that help me get up out of my own funk. I've noticed that when I'm too self centered or I'm focused entirely on myself, that getting the funk out is much more difficult than oh, yeah. when I turn my attention outward and help people around me. And it doesn't have to be an extraordinary thing. It could be as simple as um, being more generous with my compliments or positive feedback to the people around me. Yes. I also think about volunteering, you know, people that are kind of stuck in their own little bubble, getting out, and as you said, going out and helping people, whether it's an older person or you go to a food bank or something. Yeah, volunteering, helping people, is. there's nothing better than that, I think, to connect us on a heart level to the larger community and to expand our view of our own life. I volunteer for a law enforcement chaplaincy agency, and so I get to... Uh, I get to get out of my, the confines of my, my life and really see people in their lives at a moment when things aren't at their best. And I think that increases our connection and our empathy when we get in there and help people who aren't doing well. You know, we all have a moment in life when we're doing better than somebody else, and then that, that is the moment when we're positioned to share that and help. I love, by the way, what you, you talk about technology in one of your chapters. If you don't mind, I'm just going to read a couple sentences. Yes, please. Uh, kindness, Jim. Technology has made it possible for us to connect in new ways and communicate 
at lightning speeds with people we have never met. With this sudden faux intimacy, some important communication skills are suffering what turns out to be a fast and impersonal way of life. From behind a computer screen or gazing into a smart device, it is easy to dehumanize a person who might be reading our communication. That's right. We see that especially on bulletin boards where people are talking about a topic or on Facebook message boards or on um, technical help boards where people will give these short spurts of information that are sometimes heartless. And I think it's because we don't see the living person in front of us and we don't have access to what they care about and their dreams or their trials. And so it tends to be a little heartless heartless. So I, I'm rediscovering the, the value of being in face-to-face real time with people and how enjoyable that is, how infinitely more enjoyable it is than sending somebody a text message. Right. One of the things I also loved is uh, you talk about showing compassion for ourselves. Can you talk about that yes. a little? Yes, because it is the case that so many of us are our, our worst critics or maybe our best critics, because we know ourselves so well. So in our self-talk, in the silence of our our private thoughts, we we tend to use language on ourselves that is so harsh. We say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to, say, a, a young person who'd failed at a project. So looking at the way I talk, to myself and how I respond when I make a, a mistake has become a practice, a, a practice of forgiveness and, or a practice of interrupting the trend to be harsh and be a little more compassionate in the same way I would be compassionate to a stranger on the street that's fallen on bad times. Yes. Now we're going to wrap up soon, but what are some simple things we can do to infuse our lives with some more good, goodness? I think that if we took time to slow down every day, for example, just sitting in nature and observing the beauty of it, that would certainly be a good start. I think if we made an effort to connect with the people in our neighborhood and in our work and find out more details about them, who are their children, when are their birthdays, what's important to them, I think if we made amends more quickly, that would help. I think if we talked to strangers with a heart to really listen to them, these are the sort of things that really bring more goodness into our life, and there's a lot more of those exercises and suggestions in the book. Where can people find out more about you and this book? Uh, the book is available on Amazon.com, and okay. um, I, I work at the Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa, and there's a lot of information about our work here and my work. And we also have a bookstore here. It's called SteppingStonesBooksAndGifts.org, where the book and information about our work is available. One thing I do want to touch on, because I was very close to my grandmother's, is you mentioned your grandmother, Florence. <laughs> She's my hero, my, the role model of ordinary goodness. And, she, and I didn't realize at the time that she was imprinting upon me this inclination towards kindness and empathy. And only later on in my life, after she had passed, uh, I realized how she had shaped my life, and I'm infinitely grateful to her for that. That's beautiful. Edward, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Is there any last bit of advice for my listeners you'd like to leave us with on this Monday? Oh, my number one piece of advice is to is a cliche. It's slow down and smell the flowers. I think there's a real wisdom in that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in. This is a wonderful. Thank book. you, Janine. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so that was Edward Fulyun, and if you missed any part of our discussion about his book, Ordinary Goodness, The Surprisingly Effortless Path to Creating a Life of Meaning and Beauty, it will be up on my blog, Get the Funk Out Show, 
kuci.org. And I have two more guests uh, this morning calling in about 9.30. Uh, it's the author of this great book, The Natives Are Restless. The San Francisco dance master takes hula, uh, hula, hula excuse me, into the 21st century. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Constance Hale in just a little bit. And then at 9.45, Dr. Harriet Lerner, about this, this is a really interesting book, Why Won't You Apologize? Healing Big Betrayals and Everyday Hurts. So we'll take a little break, and then we'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 